Hello, this is Brian Foster, and I'm streaming live on October 4th, 2021. And today on Monday, as we do every Monday, <coughs> excuse me, we are using this time for questions and answers about spiritism. Before I begin, first, I just want to have a little prayer saying, thank God, thank our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank all the spirits around us that help us and other spiritist groups put on these programs. We have noticed that the spirits have told us to put more and more of these programs on to reach people. We know that a, a large transition is approaching that is going to take many by surprise. And we are just a small part of the team to help people as the earth transitions from a planet of atonement to a planet of regeneration. Amen. So it's, again, another exciting day. Uh, it's October, the 4th of October, as I said before. And before I begin the questions and answers, and kind of our, our theme, unless we have questions, which I always, those are top higher priority, is the guardian angels today. But, but I would want to go as anyone who is interested in or learning more about spiritism, please visit my site. Let me put this uh, on here on the on, on screen at nwspiritism.com. And it's the, you can download my, my PDF for free, the Spiritism 101, the third revelation. It's also in French for any of you have, if you have friends who speak French and like to read in French. I also have uh, this book in Kindle uh, paperback and, um, audible format sorry about that and i have all my other books on here i have 15 books i have all my other books most of them are in all three formats not pdf but i do have uh most of my books in the three formats some of them are not so you have a wide range you can also of course download the spirits book on pdf and you just have to put in alan kardec space pdf and you'll find all of his books on pdf and if you search my site, nwspiritism.com, you kind of roll down the right-hand right hand navigation bar. You can just say books and PDF. And I have, I've had, you know, little blog entries of different books in different places. You can get, you can get books on PDF. And if you go to the Facebook site, you can go to the file section and I have quite a few books on PDF there too. So I, I'm hoping that this can, you know, give a lot of help to people. It doesn't cost anything. And by the way, that's how I started Spiritism. I got, I read like voraciously uh, Alan Kardec's books on PDF. I didn't spend any money at all. Uh, and then later, of course, I, I bought the books. As you can see over this shoulder, the Spirits book, which I also have on uh, on my YouTube channel. And it's it's what it is is there's a playlist called the spirits book and i've read every chapter and also on my site nwspiritism.com you can download an mp3 format or like in an audible format uh or uh, an apple audible format you can listen to it you can stop and take your place and all that and so so forth so it's there's a lot of stuff on there for you okay let's have our first question And this is, what does Spiritism teach about how to deal with loved ones who are extremely narcissistic, 
who cannot self-reflect and take responsibility for how they treat us. Ergo, blame shifting and silent treatment. Yes, I mean, I think we've all experienced that. And this is what spiritism tells us. This is general for a lot of these type of situations because there's people who are not, are, you know, maybe just slightly narcissistic, but then treat you. Or, and of course, everyone knows when it, within family groups among sisters and brothers, kind of like a civil war, the passions are higher. But so first is we try to act calmly, right? We don't want to add our passion to the mix. And so whatever, whatever they uh, accuse you of, and of course, we all know that most people who are narcissistic love to project what they do to you, of what you do, right? Because they will accuse you of doing what they thought you would do because they would do it. But, you know, just deal with facts. Say, well, no, you know, that's not how it worked. But just calmly. And of course, now, nine times out of ten, this will do nothing. And whoever that person is, they will find any lever they can to attack you and to blame you. But keep an open mind. Talk to your other family members. And, you know, it's, it's okay to give your side of the of the story. Don't say, oh, this narcissistic person's a horrible person. Just say, this is my side of the story. Believe who you want to believe. Because actually, this will be quite helpful for you. Is you'll find out that those people who are um, aware, let's say, who can who can really think through think through uh, situations and not emotionally react, they will understand and they go, yeah, I know that person, and you won't need to say much because they'll know that person. You know, anyone who really understands can see a narcissistic person from pretty far off. Now, there's going to be family members that are predisposed to want to blame you because, you know, maybe you're successful or maybe you think differently or, you know, maybe you brush, you know, you part your hair on the wrong side of the head, whatever. And no matter what you say, they'll find something wrong with it. But don't blame people. Don't get mad at them. Just say, God bless you. That's what you think. God bless you. Now, do you have to sit there and go to family gatherings and have everyone gang up on you? No. No, you just you just you can <clears throat> you can separate yourself from these people. And you say, okay, no, we don't <clears throat> we don't see eye to eye. Uh, you don't have to go to their gatherings. You don't have to, you, you know, <clears throat> and excuse me, you don't have to be part of the you know Thanksgiving or whatever holidays or wherever you are to get together. You can say, no, I'm sorry, this is not an environment I wish to be at. I like calm and peace and quiet. And when I feel that there's calm and peace and quiet there, I will return. But until then, no, you don't have to put up with that. Just don't be angry. Be calm and be focused. Spiritism tells us over and over again, we don't have to put up with what people do to us. But our response should be we have the right to defend ourselves. We have the right to focus our energy and be maybe indignant. Say, no, that, that's not the story. Sorry. Stop right there. I'm speaking. I do that sometimes. I say, no, stop. I'm speaking now. Let me finish. I don't get mad. I don't yell. I say, no, let me finish. And set your state. Now, and of course, because as I'm saying this, we all know, and I've been through this, 
is that part of the family, they don't care what you say, what you do, or how much you try to make peace. Uh, they're just not going to like you this life. And it's funny because the spirit world, you know, you're surrounded by, by these people. Most usually, not always, there's always many exceptions. Most usually because there are unresolved conflicts between you and these people, and they're trying to make you family. So then you love each other and accept each other. And a lot of times it works. You know, I've talked about the time when uh, a husband and wife, and this is in Roman times, and this woman and her maid destroyed the marriage of this Roman senator and his wife. Well, later on, this the Roman senator was born into a family, and his two sisters were the 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 woman and her maid who tried to destroy his marriage. And, and uh, the funny thing is, he ended up marrying the same woman he married before. Of course, she was, you know, of another family. And the funny thing is, as I think this was a, yeah, this was a talk by uh, Geraldinho. Um, and he said, now look, I just want to make sure everybody knows this woman was a very nice woman. She was, gave to charity. She, you know, she loved her brother. Uh, and then the lady who was the maid, she's a wonderful woman too. He goes, but the only thing is, this, you know, this woman who loved this Roman senator, but now was his sister, she never liked any of his girlfriends. None of them were ever good enough for him. So, it, so, but she, what the spirit world wanted is for her to replace this, this, uh, <clears throat> this, you know, this physical passion with uh, brotherly and sisterly love. So, but you'll be put in these situations. It, the sad part is, Next life, you might be put in the situation again because, you know, the spirit world does not like unresolved conflicts. And that's why Jesus said, forgive 70 times seven, because he knew that unresolved conflicts are going to come back and hit you. Now, if you've done your part and you've tried, well, you've tried to resolve your conflict. So it may be that you don't you're not even affected next life. Hard to know. It all depends upon the severity and how people think when they're back in the spirit world. But that is kind of uh, the general rule, I would say. There's always exceptions. Uh, you, you know, Let's say you have a, a loved one, uh, I mean, a family member, I should say, who just will not forgive you. And it just doesn't find anything. And, you know, and we all know is that when, when people don't like you, whatever you do is bad. And when people like you, if you do something kind of stupid, it's like, oh, that's okay, right? That's just, that's human nature. So what may happen in the next life is they will be your child or you'll be, right? Or you'll be their child or they'll have to get you closer. So one, one never knows. Anyway. Okay. Uh, if there's any other questions, let me just get my eye here. Let's bring this up and talk about kind of guardian angels. Now, of course, anybody has any other questions, just stop and I will um, talk about that. So these are questions that people have asked me in the past. Does a guardian angel leave if a person is evil? Now, spiritism tells us that everybody has a guardian angel. Even 
notorious people in history, Stalin, Mao, right? <laughs> Imagine how disappointed they were. You know, oh, no, they killed more. They, oh, they did this. Well, but they don't leave because the guardian angels are in it for the long run. And they know that whatever we do, and, you know, so even someone like Stalin and Mao and um, Fidel Castro, who passed not too many years ago, all the murders he did and the harm that he did, someday we'll understand their mistakes and we become better people. And that's why, this is why we have to have faith in the processes and procedures and the just overall superior intelligence of the spirit world. Because whatever you think, you know, everyone has their own special people that they just can't stand. It could, it could be businessmen, policemen, uh, politicians, you know, who, who, it could be your neighbor. It could be people at work. There's always someone that there's just like, oh, I wish that person had their comeuppance. But don't try and be part of that comeuppance unless you, it's, you know, it's done legally by voting or withholding, not buying their product or whatever that is. That's perfectly fine. That's not prejudices at all. That's just your decision. Is But know that whatever they do wrong, they will have to atone for it in their next life. And you can have some sympathy for these people because it, it, the way the spiritism and spiritists tell us to look at these things, it's actually, it's actually, it's like the person perpetrating, perpetrating the crime is almost to be more pitied because you know, that person is going to have this, you know, every action has reactions. It's going to have to have something done to them in their next life or their present life. Karma always wins. Karma doesn't, doesn't play around, right? It's recorded, it's going to have a reaction. Whereas the victim is like, the spirit is like, oh, that guy, that person got rid of one of their trials, right? You know, they, they might have had a, a harsh illness or something like that, and they survived or whatever. And, but that was an illness that they had um, out of their plan of life in order to teach them the preciousness of the, their loved ones around them and, and the people help them and, and the, the, the knowledge that they need to help people, you know, it could be anything like that. There's just so much uh, range of what the spirit world does. So that, you know, so when you've, when you've been a victim, it's you've, you've notched off one of your, one of your trials and tribulations. Now, it's interesting because we live in this age where we are in a planet of, of uh, atonement, paying for our past wrongs, but coming to a planet of regeneration. So if someone does and is very materialistic or does harm to other people, at this late stage of the game, and late stage of the game in relationship to Earth, they may not be able to come back to Earth. They may, they may have to go to another more primitive planet. Now, there's a thing as a primitive planet, but there's also a planet of atonement, which we are now, but we're moving to planet regeneration. But when I say a primitive planet or planet of 
atonement or a plan of regeneration, there's thousands of years then. So you could be just beginning a plan of regeneration, or you could just be at the end of a plan of atonement, or you could be beginning a plan of atonement. Let's say you're in, in the times of the Persian Empire, right? Where your city gets attacked and you're sold into slavery and this, you know, there's really not very good sewers or water supply, all that, right? It can be a, a wide, wide range. So someone who is committing crimes now may be sent to another planet. Oh, let me, another question here. Let me stop this one. Okay, I already commented about this and you did not reply. Okay, maybe I didn't. I apologize if I did not reply on this one. I'm, I'm sorry. This concept of karma being recorded. I know this is a very popular view and practical from human point, but it appears, it appears from a wider point of view. Okay, so let me, this is a two-part. I already commented about this and you did not reply. Okay, the concept of karma being recorded. I know this is a very popular view and practical from human point, but it appears from a wider point of view, it is exactly the opposite. Pre-filmed destinies imagined at the higher mental sphere are projected into time space. And he yeah, corrected the uh, higher to highest sphere. Okay, that's what some people say. And I can see why some people say that. But what you're what you're saying, so yes, let's, let's go over. This is a, a big discussion. What you're saying is complete predestination, is that you have no free will, that if you are put into a situation where you could do harm, you do that harm. And that's pre-film destiny. That means everything you do will be done. Everything that's pre-filmed, everything that's planned for you, will absolutely be done. And that's not what Spiritism says. That's very interesting. Let me give some context. There was a, uh, a medium's message with uh, the, uh, I think it was Demosthenes. I can't remember, it was an ancient Greek philosopher. And he said, and they said, well, you know, where are you now? And he's on this advanced planet. And he says, well, you, you on earth, you're just, you're just slaves. And it's kind of like a college senior talking to a high school, high schooler saying, you're just a slave. You just go from class to class. You have no say. Because that senior in college has a wide range of choices. And that's, so what happens according to spiritism, and this is what I believe, because I believe I've had choices, and I'll tell you some parts from my life where I think I made choices, is you're given a set of trials and tribulations that are expected to elicit certain responses from you. Now, since we're on a planet of atonement, if you are from the lower zone or below, you're, the trials and tribulations are assigned to you. You have no choice. If you're in one of the levels of heaven or in one of the outposts, you have, you, you partake in your trials and tribulations. But, so, you're going to get married to a certain person. At a certain age, you're going to have an illness. 
you're going to be in a situation where you can do harm to someone, or you could be in a situation where you, you could do good to someone. That is, that's part of the pre-filmed, right? That's going to happen. And, and it's not, and, and, you know, somehow you'll get, it's like when you read stories of people who like lost the flight and that flight went down and because of their engine didn't start or their alarm didn't go. Well, that's because spirit said, no, nope, you're not, you're not on that flight. You're not, you're not destined to die on that flight. So you're not going, even though you bought a ticket. So you're in this, you're in this trial tribulation. You have the choice not to commit a crime or to commit a good deed. So it's not, predestined and in, in the spirit's book they actually, and the, not spirit's book in one of the spiritist writings they actually use this example if a person's trial is going to go and they're going to be in prison for life because they committed a crime and they decided to commit the crime they could decide not to but they're probably pretty sure they were that would sound like oh they're going to be in prison the rest of their life they have no choice but yes they do they have free will to be nice to other prisoners to help the warden to learn and all do these things so I do not agree that we have pre-filmed destinies. We have preset trials and tribulations in which we can exercise our free will within those tri trials and tribulations. Now, admittedly, we're still being manipulated, right? Because we're being manipulated and put into these situations. I remember where... I was at a spot where I wanted to leave a certain person and end, end the relationship. And then I got so sick, just terribly sick. And, uh, and then I tried it again and I just got terribly sick. And so I stayed. And then later on, when I discovered spiritism, I saw that one of the things they did when people are trying to do something that they don't want them to do that will alter the a preset plan of trials that they'll make them very sick so they'll just kind of keep them in place for a while i believe that's what happened to me okay so let me uh put down in some of these other ones okay so uh they're saying as a person no free will but we are not a person so as a soul oh, i'm sorry as a soul yes we have free will okay so spiritism as a person you're still a spirit you're still a soul your spirit's connected to your physical body so again that's not what spiritism say and i i and what you're saying is when you're in the spirit world you do have free will which is true right you also have free will free will is always respected but it's it's not you have free will in the spirit world and not free will in the physical world you have free will you have a wider range absolutely correct of what you what you can and can't do when you are in a the spirit world let me go do the next point because these are all good points and i'm glad you're asking these things point being all is will of the absolute self in all forms and you can look at it that way right and it's the will of the absolute self in all forms and so some people say everything happens at once but and and i understand what you're trying to say is that it's the it's the will of of you get to have the higher will of of the of kind of the supreme being and the supreme collection of minds and they they're pretty sure your decisions you're going to make 
but still there is at least the facade that you have free will. And let me see. I am saying individual individualization is illusion and all is the will of oneself, which is the same in all. And um, I, I do not agree with that. I can see why you're saying that. And so let me tell you what spirits say. They say we move first. Let me go in the physical life. Let me finish this one argument and I'll make it to the next because a lot of people believe what you say. And, you know, it's not a, the greatest important point, but it's interesting to talk about because, you know, no matter who is, no matter who's closest to the truth, and, and maybe we're both far off from the truth because we're not in the spirit world. Uh, it doesn't matter because we're trying to explore and we're trying to understand there's something above and beyond us. That's the most important, important thing. So, what was I saying? Let me get my, my thoughts back. Because these are good questions. I love them. When you're in the physical world, I believe it's better to look at the physical world as a flight simulator. Now, why do we have to go in the physical world? This is what Spiritism says. We are in the physical world in order to improve our character and personality, to rip out the primitive emotions and replace those with advanced. Why is that? Why, you know, why, why does God go through and want to train and want to train us and want to make us better people, better spirits, better souls? And spiritism uses soul and spirit in uh, synonymously. Because, you know, why? He could make us, the supreme being could make us all the same immediately. I believe because they want everyone, that the supreme being, God wants, wants a Perfect spirit, but a pure spirit, but with their own unique personality. And going through eons of trials and tribulations, coming from a primitive, a primitive, you know, bacteria, whatever, to a human free will on whatever planet you're on, you're going to go through so many, you know, um, so many different, you know, uh, machinations and 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 different variations that you are going and combinations and permutations that they're going to be uniqueness in all these trillions and trillions of spirits in the universe. So that's why I think we have free will even here. Now, if you look at the earth as a flight simulator, they're going to be, we're going to be put through these trials and tribulations for us to learn and gain experience and for us to, to modify our, our behavior and our character. And so they're, you know, sometimes making mistakes, the best thing we can do, you get out of that flight simulator and you go back to the spirit world and you still go and you work and you do things, right? Just as you said. Now, so if, when you leave this earth, you become a spirit around the, around the earth, let's say, and the heaven, and there's levels above that, levels above that. What spirits tell us is that what we do is we journey from the objective meaning the physical earth, meaning like the wall behind me is a wall. I can't go through it and I can't change it with my mind to the subjective where everything is how you think about it. Thought is action. Although, and I'm sure you agree with me on this, is that you don't create your perfect own universe because you're connected with everyone else and you kind of uh, absorb into the, into the, the strong flow of what other people believe. 
because of the law of affinity, uh, you know, like, like is with like. But then what they say, eventually, and, and they don't say much about this because they don't understand it themselves. And this is what you're saying, is all is will of oneself, which is the same in all. You become part, you become in the sublime. Now, they say even in the sublime, even though you are part of all this, you still retain your, your own distinct uniqueness and personality. So that's how spiritism explains it. Now, you could say, you know, when you're saying individualization is illusion, I, I, I don't know if you think that, so that means, because I, I know it's hard to write these questions in, in simple number of words, and I'm sure that, you know, you could be a lot more eloquent uh, without having to write these things down. So I apologize for this format. So are you saying that you become complete and you lose your sense of self? And that's not what spiritism says. You become part of this sublime, whatever it is. They don't even know. But you still retain your personality, your, your uniqueness. But anyway, that's that, I believe, is the spiritist point of view. And, of course, everyone has, can have different points of view. But whatever point of view you have of, of this, of individualization, Oh, wait, here's another one. That's another point. From a higher perspective, all is subjective, including this so-called physical. Yep, yeah, so. Um, from a higher respect, all is subjective. Right, because you're, in, you're uh, you, you, from a higher perspective, the rules have been established. And so, it, yeah, you can look at it from different points of views and call it different things. What I'm trying to look from the point of view is that you're in it, right? And when we're in the subjective, then are we're if we're in the objective, and are then if we're in the sublime. But yeah, I mean, you, I can see, I can certainly uh, can see that. Uh, you do not lose anything, but the illusion of time and space and being of a form. Okay, well then. I think we agree. If you say you don't lose anything as you go higher and higher, meaning you are still your same person, but you know time and space and being a form is um, is a product of your own will. If you wish to, uh, if you wish to cover yourself with a form for other people, you can. If not, you understand your that you that that you are you are a. Uh, encapsulation of energy and that i agree with completely and this gets to the point where we can go off on another form so let's talk about the spirit universe and the physical universe right so a lot of a lot of people a lot of people like to look at things in shapes and geometric forms and so we see the earth we see the crust of the earth uh we we think of heaven around the earth we think of heavens around other planets we think of bigger heavens we think of universe right we we look at them as up and down sideways and across and that's because as a uh, an encapsulated form 
of energy with our own distinct personality and character, we can choose to perceive that with the, with the uh, interface applications that we are given as a spirit. Now, the other way of looking at it is complete logic. So when you're in the spirit world, the spirits tell us there's no such thing as time. You see, you see time, kind of. And they say there's no such thing as distance. There's presence or absence. And they use an example of when Jesus had died on the cross and it was time to him to come and and uh meet the apostles in that room in jerusalem they said he didn't travel from some place in heaven and go down to the earth he modified an environment through his own will he set his parameters and say i'm going to be at this place and he was there so what does that imply that implies that we actually exist in and in part of a highly, so complex we can't imagine it, some sort of structure, data structure, whatever you want to call it, energy, stru energy structure, that we are actually all energy and that everything is a facade, and yet we are allowed to look at it as if in our physicalness because and this is what I believe, because it's like a child going to kindergarten. They're given things to touch, right? They're not given algebraic concepts because that's way beyond their, their, their capabilities. And so we here as spirits, we're given this physical touch. And when we go to the spirit world, other spirits look like us. We don't even know we're dead, right? Because we still have this paraspiritual form. And that's because our automatic routines We'll look at the data around us and interpret that data as physical forms. And we will feel like we're, we're going distances or we're, we feel like we're touching real forms because that's how we interpret the data. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to get too far into it, but it's all how you want to look at things. And let's um, uh, see, I just hope that that uh, is a great uh, concept. Okay, let me get the next question. Gabrielli, what is happening to me in my spirit when I'm possessed by a dark spirit or a demon? So usually that in a, a good thing, really a, um, a good book to read is the, uh, the Book of Mediums by Alan Kardec uh, that talks about this. And there's also great books along the whole Andre Louise series of books about uh, when spirits uh, dominate humans on earth or other spirits that they, they do both they'll they'll do both and so what is happening is you're being you're being um i don't know the right word is influence or maybe bombarded let me give you an example and, and i forgot what book it was on during the re series of books and there is the set of spirits who are trying to get revenge on the son of the of their brother who killed these other two other brothers because he wanted all the inheritance and somehow that the brother died but now they're they're trying to ruin the son and so they 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 took the basic character of the son and they ampl they to try to find okay what what 
what could we obsess him about? And they said, well, he really likes money. So they had other spirits around him. And every time he thought about money, they just amplified that weakness of him. And they bombarded his mind with more and more thoughts about money. So they'll take whatever's worrying you, whatever is obsessing you kind of as a person, they'll take it and they'll amplify it. And that will cause you confusion and it will start making you focus on what they want you to focus on. And that's why the spirit world says the best thing to do is sit and pray, listen to your conscience. When something, when something you know is not right, trying to get your mind to focus on something bad is, you know, that's coming from a irreputable source. <laughs> that word, you know, it's coming from a bad source and you know, it's something that there are spirits out there who are trying to punish you for some reason that you did that you have no knowledge of because you know you don't have knowledge of your past life and so the best thing you do is pray for help from the spirit world and pray for those spirits who are trying to harm you and say look whatever i did i apologize i'm trying to be a better person you can you help me be a better person and to, but also and also you know ask your guardian angel say please lead me and how i can i can do that so what they're doing is they're surrounding you with thought patterns and they're trying to make so that you exist on their wavelength on their harmony instead of you independently and the best way to do that is meditation and prayer and have enough faith so you really you know you're going to have to work on that and they and in the the book they, they give examples of this one woman who's being obsessed by spirit but she you know she reads the bible she reads about spiritism she prays every day and she now She's getting help from other spirits that are trying to take care of those spirits that are trying to obsess her. Let me give you another example. On uh, this book by this guy who used to work as a young guy, used to work with Chico Xavier. And they were in line one day. People would come through the line. And these people came to the line and said, oh, Chico, our daughter is just, you know, she's into this paranoia and split personality. She's just, oh, yeah, she won't get on her medicine, and she's just really bad shape. And Chico thought for a minute, and he said, okay, go and do good. Go and do good. And so the guy, you know, they said, oh, well, interesting. So then like about a year later, these same couple came through, and they said, Chico, our daughter is all better. Thank you, Chico. Thank you for telling us what to do. And then they, they left, right? And and he said, Chico, what happened? I don't understand. He goes, well, of course, he knew, he knew exactly what's going on. He says, well, they, I told them to go do good. And they did what they thought they could do best. They went to a prison and they were trying to help the prisoners. They were trying to give them reading material. They are trying to help them any way they can, communicate with their families. And the mothers of these prisoners who are in the spirit world, watch what this couple was doing and said these people are helping our sons these are great people let's find out more about them so they went to their house and they saw these other spirits obsessing their daughter and they said what are you guys doing these people are great people leave this daughter alone and they go okay i'm making this simple right okay and they left the daughter alone this is how everything's connected and the daughter was able to get better because he wasn't being obsessed. 
And, you know, even Alan Kardec says, if you're really being obsessed with maximum, you know, energy, that you're going to need other spirits to help you out of that situation. That you cannot, sometimes you cannot get out of that situation without help. So that's what's happening to you is that your 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 racial sanation processes your your thinking is is they're trying to get you to conform to what they want you to think which is obsessing about something that you don't want to be obsessed so take a break go work on your hobby pray and meditate and get out of that and pray for them pray for those spirits okay alan then zina trust says good morning good morning i think that's from australia okay we have another question here. Oh, are soul contracts or spirit contracts for your next lifetimes real in some way? If so, what are they? Yes, they are real. Absolutely, they're real. In fact, I have, I think I have a YouTube video on it, and I have an article on on the soul contracts by, and I can't, I, I don't know if it's Neil, the spirit Neo Lucio. I can't remember. But yes, so. Before you are born, when you're actually in the womb, the the embryo or the baby, right, as you form, you go through your previous lives thinking what you did right and wrong, and then you kind of go through what your spiritual contract, your soul, your spiritual contract is like, I'm going to try and improve in this area. I'm going to try and help this person. I, you know, this is, a, they, they give you your plan. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to do this. Now, let's take this a little bit different level. Uh, in the books by Andre Luis are great. And if you read like the, the, the No Solar and it starts, and I think the second book is The Messengers. And in The Messengers, there are these people who have spirit contracts and they're actually going to earth for um, a mission of sorts, right? To help a spirit center, to help other people. And, and what they say is the, the amount of people, they didn't give a percentage, but it was like overwhelming. It may be, you know, 80, 90% failed in their, their contracts. They, 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 they marked these things they wanted to do well, and they didn't achieve it. But you try it, it you know, there's multiple things you can do, some or not. So, yes, they are real. You want to achieve them. It's a victory. And if, so the, what they are is they're, they're, you know, it's their targets and goals like any other contract. You know, I will, I will, you know, try and help this group. I will try and be a parent to, you know, three children that are coming. This, this one guy who failed, he was supposed to uh, help out six children. And, so, so, and then he told on release what happened. He says, look, I've been working for years. I was supposed to go on earth use my mediumship ability. And then I was had six friends who've been helping me in the spirit world. And I was supposed to help them uh, when they were children and actually spread spiritism more. He goes, so this is what happened. I uh, was born to a wonderful mother and father. My mother died right after I was born. My father was a good guy, materialistic, but he married this wonderful woman. And, um, you know, and, and there was actually there were some younger brothers already. And then he had this woman and had some more young, uh, younger uh, brothers or sisters. So it was I was the oldest by far. And there were six other children. 
my father died and then my stepmother you know kept asking me to help and i said no i don't i don't want to help and then she got a terrible skin disease and she begged me to help raise these kids and i said no i just and i just left them i just didn't want to do it and so he failed in that contract and he felt terrible about it when he got back horrible and he wants to go back again and do better so i hope that's a good example okay another question before we begin another lifetime do we go on a journey in the spirit realm do we go on some type of journey alone when we are in the spirit realm if so what it is called so really what you're asking i believe is uh what happens between physical lives and so and i have a whole book on that and about spirits and let me just bring this up it's spirits and the spirit universe it's all about you as the spirit how you're educated as the spirit what the process is the spirit so i mean the the kind of the fuzziness that we get from most standard religions is we go to this place and it's an elysian field and we're we're happy right and then somehow we're and then people believe in reincarnation somehow we're called and we enter another physical space well that's not what spiritism tells us. Remember now, we're immortal, and the vast majority of our immortality is in the spirit realm. So let me tell you what was told to me when Anne's uh, medium's messages is I, I, you know, when I died, I, I, I went to some, some level somewhere, I don't know where, but I was in intense training to come here to do something for, you know, decades they said and so and and then this is the other books and i see uh, joe jocko said yeah i agree it's a very good book i think you're talking about the messengers it's a great book it really is exposes all sorts of things but what happens is when you go to let's say let me as an example you go to a, a level of heaven now at the level of heaven there are classes you can learn to volatate, which means move by thought. You can learn how to create with your mind if you're not at that level yet. Some people die in their high level. They already know all this stuff. You, you learn about the spirit universe. You learn about universal fluid. You learn about what it is to be a human. You learn about the real history of the world. You learn about the real history of the solar system. You learn about Jesus Christ, who's the owner. I mean, there's, there's things to study and do. Then, like Andre Louise's Andre Louise series of books, you go on mission so you don't just go to a classroom and sit there and take notes no you do things you talk to people you come to earth you help people so you know your question is do we go on a journey you go on multiple journeys now you have free will and when you're in heaven you can be as lazy as you want but if you're lazy you're parked at that level and the spirit world wants you to increase your spiritualization your spiritual maturity and your knowledge and you're you do not get elevated until you have both right it's not like a time limit you take a class and you're graduate no when you're ready they'll tell you when you're ready right you have to have everything so it's an educational process you never start working that's why the spirit world wants you on earth to become be, to be an intellectually curious person to be self-disciplined it's just like if you know if you ran a, a business and you want an employee. You want an employee that, oh, I'm going to wait be told what to do. And I'm just going to sit here 
and do nothing till uh, you know I'm told. No, you don't want that. You want someone like, what do you want me to do? Can I learn something? Can I help you? Can I find how to do things better? That's exactly what the spirit realm wants. And so they don't want people that, uh, you know, just sit and do nothing or pine away for earth. They want you to, you know, they want you to be above the material plane, right? And understand that earth is a training center. It's not a place where you want to go back to your newest toys. I hope that helps. Uh, let me go back up here. That's a great question. Uh, this is from another. Leo Carex. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Is the soul clan always in sync with their own life plans? Or could you have a contract and miss out on fulfilling it and affect the other's progress? Yes. People fail. It's very dynamic. People fail all the time. And yet somehow the spirit world keeps us moving forward, right? So yes, um, people can be part of a plan and part of a family plan, like a soul clan, right? Where these people with affinity and they're all trying to help each other. Um, as an example, uh, there's a, a little bit by um, Geraldinho. And he asked Chico one time, he goes, Chico, what would have happened if Alan Kardec failed? And Chico said, well, there was 50 other Alan Kardecs all trying. And he goes, and almost all of them failed except Alan Kardec. In fact, there's one, um, was it Andrew Johnson or Andrew, something Jackson? There was a really well-known person, same time as Alan Kardec in the United States. Now, he made a, a pretty big splash, and I apologize, I can't remember his name, during the 18... Uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, but he he, he agreed with the other uh, religious people not to talk about reincarnation, and therefore his message never got through like Alan Kardec's did. And so there's always backup plans. The apostles. This was in the book On the Way to the Light by Emmanuel, psychographed by Chico Xavier. The spirit world knew that the original apostles would have a tendency to only spread the word within within the Jewish community. And they really wanted this for everybody. So they got, okay, we have waiting in the rings, Saul, who became Paul, and he's going to spread it out. We're going to use this guy because he's a hard-driven, you know, you know what? Because he's the one actually persecuted these poor, poor Christians. And we're going to convert them. And, but, but this was his mission anyway. He was, you know, when he was born, his mission was to become Paul and to do this. But, but they had this self-correcting device in order to say, oh, come on, you guys, you can't just be in your own little community, even though it does feel comfortable. So yes, it happens all the time. And yet the spirit world is, you know, who knows, they've done Monte Carlo simulations. You know, this, they're so complex. They they kind of figure out who can do well or not. You know, another story that you that people will say that that Judas, uh, his friend said, you know, they were, you know, Jesus wanted someone. They didn't want these high intellect, right? They wanted more of the the people coming with him to be his apostles. And his Judas's friends said, I don't know if you're ready for this. Jesus 
knew he wasn't ready because Jesus can see further afield of what the possibilities are. But he knew he needed that, right, to be, to be part of the narrative. And in fact, when Jesus on the Christ, uh, on the cross, he was very concerned with Judas because he, you know, and he tried to help Judas all he could. In fact, Judas came back as Joan of Arc and really paid back everything. And, you know, and Judas and Joan of Arc was burned at the stake. So that's a heavy burden to bear. So, yes, it can affect others, but a lot of that, then they just, you know, the, the good thing is, and it's, I've written this in my book, um, Explore Your Destiny, is we are an, uh, an army of, of, of souls coming to earth. And we come to earth, and most of us fail. But it's like we fail, but then we're, then, this piece is back on the chessboard, but we get better and better every time. So we may start out as a private or corporal, but then we become the sergeants, right? We become the people that you can really depend on time after time. And so even with the failure, the next time is less chance of that. Okay, let me, uh, here's from uh, Gabrielli. Are, are there rules the spirits have to follow in the spirit realm? Are there spirit prisons? If so, what are they and what are they like? What would I experience when I'm in prison? How do I get out of one? <laughs> so, um, there are rules. I mean, if you're in the spirit world. So, first of all, the law of affinity takes, takes its place. So, consider the earth, the crust of the earth, right? And above the crust of the earth is the lower zone. And... And below the crust of the earth is the dark abyss called purgatory. Now, when you're in purgatory, you are with other spirits like you. And you can't get out of that until you raise your own spiritual level. So you could consider that a prison and there's an open door. And you can go through that open door when you've rehabilitated or when you, not completely rehabilitated, but you've, you've, you've committed to yourself that you're not going to commit any more crimes. You can go through that open door. But before then, no, you can't go through that open door. That's how you get out. So if you go down into purgatory and your whole life has been spent being mean to people and torturing people and just, you know, taking advantage, and then you're down there, and this is how the spirit world fights evil. They fight evil with evil. You're down there with all these people who, hey, they're like you. And you know what? They're treating you like you've treated others. That gets tiring after a while. So you could call that a type of prison. When you decided like, Jesus, please help me. I don't like this. I don't want to be part of this. Spirits will come down and help you and they'll help you go up. They'll, they'll be an outpost in there and you'll make that, that, you know, hard transition, that hard journey up and up to levels. So there are rules, and the rules are, right, love, charity, fraternity, service to others. And when you are not like that, and when you're on earth, you're not like that, well, then you go down into these lower zones, and you go down with people like you. It's the law of affinity. Now, what would I experience when I'm in prison? You would experience what you have done to others. So if you have been a dictator and uh, tortured people, you probably would be tortured. In fact, there was one uh, spirit wrote about he was in the city, kind of like an ancient Roman city. And he didn't say, and this warlord is in charge of the city, was the Roman emperor. Didn't say who it was. But he said, but this other spirit said, yeah, 
he's got another Roman emperor he uses as a slave, and he just he just mercilessly just tortures him. You go, who's that? Nero. So poor Nero has been in there for you know two thousand years, a little bit less actually. Uh, just you know, because you know he's the one like burned Christians as you know candles and all that. Well, he's experiencing what he gave others to experience. Someday when he changes his mind, must become a better person, he too will be out. He'll too, he too will become a nice spirit. So I hope I answered that one. Okay. Oh, this is from Xenotron. I'm a little confused. If we truly have free will, then at what point does all the manipulation start and end? I say manipulation because all is happening without our awareness. It seems unfair. And, you know, I, I always hesitate to use that word, but it's a good word. Because we are being manipulated. You know how you can manipulate like a kidney gardener and you call, call them by their name and they go, how'd you know my name? Even though they had like their, their, their name on their chest because you know, they can't read yet. Um, so yes, you are. Let's say, let me give you an example. This is why uh, these higher, higher spirit when the medium mystic says that we're, we're kind of like slaves because we, you know, we, since we're on a plan of atonement, we have to go through these trials and tribulations. So let me give you an example. If someone is supposed to die by lightning, how does that occur? Well, what the spirit world says is that we we implant in that person's mind the desire to go to where the lightning will strike. We won't we won't fashion the lightning to strike where that person's at. We will impress upon that person to go next to that tree or go play golf on that day or go take a walk through the woods and they'll just happen to be where the lightning will strike. And yes, it's happening all without your awareness until you really begin to understand spiritism and you kind of think, and, and you can start seeing the manipulation. You can start seeing the signs and signals where you get that call from Uncle Bob saying, oh, there's opportunities here. And you go, oh, okay, well, that's, that's a synchronicity. That was probably planned. I probably should pursue it. So, yes, you are treated like the, you know, pardon me for saying that, but I think we have to look at ourselves realistically. You're being treated as the immature spirit that we are. We're not mature enough to decide our own destiny. That will get better and better as we go higher and higher level planets. When we are incarnated, we will actually communicate with spirit world. We'll say, oh, this is the direction I want to go. And they'll, yeah, they'll, there'll be more work with us. But at our immature level, no, not going to happen. And, you know, it's funny when people think of the earth as the center of the universe. We, you know, we're just this little dot. And uh, yes, and we are being manipulated. But we're being manipulated for the reason for us to learn. It's, it's, it's all educational. It's edifying manipulation. It's not, there's no punishment by the spirit world, although it can seem like punishment to us, but it's not. It's all for an edifying purpose. And of course, then we all have free will within these situations that we're put into. And, and what I always tell people is that think of when people do bad things to you, think of them as an actor in a play. You know, there's a play, a good play will have a, you know, the, the main star and they'll go through different situations and that person will grow. And so think of yourself as that central actor. And then these people come into your life and they give you 
they give you response they give you either problems or goodness or some sort of stimuli to from you to grow as a person that may be kind of harsh or maybe pleasant i don't know but so don't take it personally when someone steals your car you may not like it. you want that person in prison no problem with that but there's a reason for that okay and he says, Viker says, interesting. If I ruined someone else's plan, would their plan be fulfilled by another person? This leaving me behind and then moving forward? Sorry for my ignorance. No, no, that's a great question. Most probably, the spirit world would then understand because it's, it's dynamic, right? As an example, when we are born, we have a set time for our death. That death can be changed concerning the circumstances. So therefore, what would happen is they would manipulate other people around them and maybe bring in other uh, plan B people to help help them still uh, approach or at least get closer to what their original mission is. And now, when you say leaving me behind, meaning that they, being victorious in their mission on earth, they may rise above you and you may be behind them. So, but then again, you can work and over the long run catch up to your group or surpass them these things will go there was um in one of the books by the reverend jivao and there's this group of six women who wanted to rise uh together and they would go through different missions go to different, different places but then they would always then one the one group if let's say three of out of the six were at a higher level they would wait and actively help the other people to rise to their level so if you were really with a a close-knit group they may rise a level but then they may work work very hard to have you rise with them on the next life because remember we're immortal we've got billions and trillions of years uh, you know who, who can't count them right so it's not like you're they're going to go up the next level and, and you'll say bye no they'll still be connected to you they'll still talk to you so that's a good question. Um, uh, yes, he said, Dante's divine comedy. Yes, Dante had his visions from the spirit world. Absolutely. Uh, there's Gabrielli. What is happening to psychopaths and sociopaths on a spiritual level? So I think a lot of these people are primitive spirits who haven't yet learned to listen to their conscience. Everyone is given a, a set of divine laws and it's your conscience. And they, since they're so primitive spirits, they ignore their conscience, right? Which we do like, you know, as teenagers, we rationalize way our conscience, but hopefully we grow and we start getting implanted. So they will go through harsh trials and their conscience at some point They'll understand and start listening to their, their conscience. Maybe heart, maybe many, many lives, but they will learn. Okay, what is the point of God putting us through this experience? And which book could answer that question? So, this is what, this is the book I would, I would recommend is if you want a, you know, why why that is. And that's my latest book, The Spirit Realm, which kind of tells you where you are in the physical and the spirit world and how you are are uh, put through different levels and why you're on earth 
I think that might help you. And it's a spirits book, all sorts of, of good books out there. But I think that might help you. So that is that is is a good question. So as I tried to answer before, I talked about us each, God wanting us, all of us, to be a unique personality. So think of this. If God wanted all of us to be wonderful people, you know, just the nicest guys and women and whatever, and always do the right thing, we could be made that way. But we would be cookie cutter. We'd be the same, right? We'd be like that herd of animals that when, a, when some sort of disease came through, they're all dead because they're all the same. God wants us unique. And I. this is my belief. I've not read this anywhere from a spirit. So this is my own belief. So you can take it as you, as you wish. Our whole journey from being a spirit that controls from bacteria to animal to, you know, plants, whatever, and up, up to animal level, all the way to a free will human, and then going through all this, taking our primitive emotions out, replacing them with, you know, taking pride and selfishness and jealousy and replacing them with love and fraternity and charity. That whole journey through all the different combinations and permutations of lives make all of us different, unique in some way. And that's what I think God wants us, why we're put to this experience, because we have free will. Now, when you say put us through this experience, we could have pretty good experience. If we, if we did no harm and did good through our lives, we'd have pretty smooth lives going up. I and mean, it'd be a pretty high trajectory of, of going up in spiritual level. It was our decision to be hard-hearted and to take advantage of people and all that, right? A lot of it's on us, but I and but that's natural because you know when you're in a primitive spirit, being selfish and prideful and killing others for what they have, that really gives you some rewards, doesn't it? But as you get higher and higher in civilization, that's eh, not a great idea. So that I believe is the answer: is that it's to make all of us. Wonderful and pure, but in our own way, in our own manner. Okay, this is from Zena. So I guess perhaps the experience presented is neutral and we choose like we are tested to see just what we will do. Everything is a task or task to be completed. Yes, absolutely. And you're being tested all the time. And, you know... That's why being a spiritist is not easy uh, because you start understanding what's happening. Chico Xavier uh, had a sister and she did not believe in spiritism. She was a fervent Catholic. She, uh, her sister, uh, his sister died. Now his mother had been in the spirit world for a while. And Chico asked his, his mother, he goes, where, uh, how's my sister doing? And his mother said, Oh, we sent her to a Catholic colony. So she's surrounded and she loves it, and there's you know people that she's that she likes, and and so oh, she's doing great. And and it goes, and I visited her the other day, and goes, and you know what she asked me, and, and she goes, no, what? He goes, well, you know, my daughter asked, you know, she goes, sister asked, goes, well, this is where Catholics go when they're in heaven. What happens to spiritists? And the mother said, well, spiritists, they're put to work right away. Because you know the word, you, you know the spirit world. You've learned that on earth. So no, you, let's start being productive. So yeah, kind of interesting, isn't it? It 
you, you really have to, you know, put your sense of humor up a level because you just have to laugh at the test. And, and you just have to laugh when you fail, like, you know, five or 10 in a row. And, you know, ah, and you know, that's, it, 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 you know, it just, it's, it's okay. You're going to get better. As long as you want to get better, you're going to get better. So you're absolutely right on. Um, oh, this is a good one. Uh, Marina Horner. Watch the movie Kardec. Oh, I'm glad. He's, very helpful. Beautiful doctrine that helps us live a better life. Earth is a school for all the spirits. God is merciful and gives us a chance always. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, Kardec. Just type in Kardec. K-A-R-D-E-C. On Netflix, it's a great flick. It's the same director who directed No Solar, which is also called, if you want to see it with English subtitles, Astral City. And Astral City, it's one of the best movies based on a book I've ever read. Now, No Solar is a great book, and I recommend everybody read it. It's the first book in the series of Andre Louise. It doesn't follow the book like, like some people say, oh, I want it to follow the book completely, but it has the the feeling and attitude of the book that's captured better than anything I've ever seen. So, okay. So, oh, this is from, uh, we were talking about the, the hole and everything. I just wanted to add, we're saying essentially the same thing from different perspective, but ultimate truth is that there are no individuals, just one soul, which individualizes for the sake of experience. And you could call that, you could call that there's just one Supreme being. Um, I would still look at it a little bit differently that we are because uh, what you're saying is we're all part of this huge supreme being and, and it individualizes parts of them. And I kind of look at it and you could say that I can see where that comes from. And I, and I come saying is that the supreme being sits outside has created this, 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 encapsulated enclosed environment in which we can never escape but we're part of that whole environment of what was of what was the supreme beings uh uh creation because as as ishwar puri says in the ultimate state beyond mine we exist as one and many at the same time many of course being an illusion yeah i can see that and that's what they say what's when they're talking about sublimity is you're in this ultimate state you still have your own individualization but you're as being one and in fact that's what a lot of yogis say is that we are we are all light right we're just light and then Zena says i see our paradigm as seven billion wor worlds in in collision at all at times we feed off the collateral damage only when we feel hurt cheated robbed or harmed in some way that we gain a glimpse of awareness. Yeah, so when you say 7 billion worlds, you're talking about 7 billion people on Earth and we're all interconnected. And um, and it, that's a really good way of saying that because we only notice others when they affect us, right, is what you're saying. And so people like Chico Xavier or Mother Teresa, wonderful people like that, um, they understand the need to help others, even though we're not in in collision, as you say. And that's why we have to learn to love everyone, right? Like as brothers and sisters. 
and uh, you know, right now we're more tribal, but eventually we'll rise to that state. And Maria, oh, love your channel. Thank you. And let me see this one. Is it? I could ask you a million questions. Thank you for that reply. Could God be learning something from us, being that we are so unpredictable regarding emotional responses? I don't. I th I don't think so, um, because God is all knowing, and that He probably have all this mathematically figured out. But we're probably certainly entertaining. I, I will say that. So, um, again, please join us every Monday. I've actually gone 12, 13 minutes over. Uh, I love all these questions. Uh, this is wonderful. And uh, please go to my site, nwspiritism.com. It's a blog. You can go to my, you're on my YouTube channel already. Look at my different YouTubes. I have lots of playlists that you may interest you. And so again, on my on my uh, blog nwspiritism.com, there's a contact me. So if, if someone wants to hit contact me, and you can send me a message, and a lot of people do that, and then I get a message, and I'll email you back, and then we can always you know have a, a, a WhatsApp call or a, a Skype or whatever, right? If if you ever need to speak um, uh, person to person, I'd be happy to help anyone who's interested in spiritism. Anyway, I want to say God bless everyone. God bless.